in my other Discord, we started talking about um, is is Kirby Vor? Yes. Is, is Kirby Vor? Like yes. Undoubtedly. I, I yes. said, uh, and I said uh, yes, because the things are are being consumed and destroyed, but they're not being swallowed. See, Kirby is just a black hole. Kirby is a walking black hole. I think that has to be true. And so my headcanon is, of course, that Kirby is an eldritch being that's older than the universe. And I think that's correct. That is actually correct. However, he is not himself a black hole. He is eating them. It is They do go in his mouth. His stomach is a portal to, I believe, <clears throat> either another dimension or deep space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but that's what I mean. Like, there's no throat, there's no stomach. It just stops, right? So they go right. in his mouth, and then nothing. He, it, he absorbs. He, he absorbs still, the like things through like the, still through the lining it. of the inside of his body, right? Yeah, he breaks down some energy from it from the black hole. He draws. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, the things that get swallowed, I think it's instantaneously painless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they instantaneously cease to exist as one being and merge into Kirby. Yeah. Uh, I think the part that hurts are the ones that get spit back out at the speed of light and they turn into little stars. Uh, that probably is a lot more painful. <laughs> AKA, uh, well, it, it's as... the speed of light, so they're probably instantly liquefied, turned into like vaporized. For yeah. most yeah. of my life, I had only played Kirby Adventures on the Game Boy, in which you oh, cannot yeah. copy powers. You can't powers. get abilities. Yeah. You could not yeah. suck. So for me, him spitting enemies back out of stars was the only thing Kirby could do. <laughs> I had zero experience with like the wonders of absorbing a dude with a sword and becoming weird pink link. Pink link, pink link. Pink link. Uh is this our cold open? It seems like it. Let's yeah, talk more about way. Kirby. So uh Kirby, Eldritch Horror, confirmed mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. The original yeah, video game throat coat. Is Meta Knight a Kirby, or is no. Meta Knight just very similar looking? I want to say canonically looking. they're like the same species or something, and like Meta Knight just like went anti-hero. There's, Meta there's Kirby stuck, lore Zoe, somewhere. So he gets a sword. I checked the wiki. There's gotta I'm gonna be Google answers. Meta Knight lore and be immediately disappointed. Oh, that's too much lore. I don't know. <laughs> that's a lot of lore. <laughs> Now uh, you, you dug the hole, now get sucked into it. Yeah, I mean, with Kirby, too, there's, like, all <laughs> the these Kirby opening. games that try to probably explain more. But, like, like you said, with Kirby Adventure, it's like King DDD is nothing. He's just a guy. And Waddle yeah. D and... Waddle Ds are a species of animal, though, because so there's multiple of them. From the opening, the opening of the wiki here... unexplained. Yes. The opening of the wiki here for Meta Knight... Meta Knight is a major character in the Kirby series, thanks. Appearing in most of the games, the manga, as well as the anime since his debut in Kirby's Adventure in 1993, the intrigue and popularity surrounding Meta Knight within the Kirby fandom largely lies in his enig enigmatic and solitary yet caring nature and his mysterious yet striking resemblance to Kirby himself. I love it. So even the wiki I is do... just like... I do love his little his eyes. Uh, so whenever you cut his mask off and he has the little Kirby face and he blinks, mm -hmm. and he's oh, blue. So cute. Okay, wait. Now, no, Kirby. hold on. There's a page uh, about Kirby um, species. All right, let's see what we got here. Small round creatures with a pair of arms and feet. There you go, guys. Anything with that is a Kirby. Actually, th Friend. there was a couple games where there are multiple Kirbys, but I just thought it was Kirby like 
being like crushed and then like you know there's multiple of the same kirby and they are linked so together mentally. does he does he a reproduce sword, four, four is it like situation? budding does like a part of kirby yes. fall off and just grow into a oh hello cat but I... it's a kirby hive mind <laughs> so they're like tyranids is what you're saying kirby's yes my cat's walked away Oh, it's better than them being Necrons, you know what I'm saying? Just anyway. Gonna, they're just here to swarm uh, through no, the universe. Known members of the Kirby species. Uh, Kirby, Yellow Kirby, <laughs> Red Kirby, nice. Green Kirby. Wait, just shut the fuck up. What about, did you say Kibi? Did you get... Yeah, did you, I, I skipped Did Kibi. you skip Kibi? How did you, you skip, skip Kibi? You can't skip Kibi. Kibi's right there and you skip them? Kibi is simply a yellow Kirby. Wow. All right, Wiki. Wait a Kibi, wow. the yellow no, Kirby. No, Kibi yellow Kirby. Kibi is from yellow Kirby. Is yellow Kirby. Kibi is Kibi. Come on, man. It's just. Uh, what is the difference between Kibi and yellow Kirby then? Um, uh, one of them. Kibi. I'm gonna guess Kibi got a name in a manga panel somewhere, and is therefore a distinct entity. Another Kirby say... with the same color palette appears in Kirby's Dream Course, Kibi. Though they look identical, <laughs> it has not been stated that they are the same character. So There you go. We're, we're Dark I Souls. mysteries here. We've got Dark Souls lore rules here. It's got a distinct name, therefore, unless proven otherwise, must be a distinct entity. I think the oh, difference man. between the two is that Kibi clearly fucks. <laughs> no, that's gotta Kirby... be it. Is Kirby the Souls-like of uh, Nintendo characters? Is that, is that what we're getting to? Is that anything? No. Is that, is that anything? No, anything, guys? as established, uh, Pokemon it's Legends Arceus is the Dark Souls of Pokemon games. Therefore. All right, anyway, let's get back to the game. Uh, so Kirby in the Forgotten Land is is the Kirby game. Well, well, that is the game. Did, did we want to cut it and and do like an intro and then come back to it? That would I be kind of thought we can do. That. We would just talk about Kirby as like lore. I'd as, love to keep talking about thing. Kirby. All right, we could spend an hour and a half talking about Kirby. Let's do. Uh, the wait, intro there's Meta Knight and Dark Meta Knight. Sorry, wait, there's a Dark Meta Knight. Dark Meta Knight. Is that like a corrupted form of Meta Knight, or is it is it a separate evil Meta Knight? Fucking video game wikis were a mistake. <laughs> I like how Meta Knight's sword is the like seven pointed sword of like <laughs> Japanese. Uh, is it Shintoism? Yeah, sure. Doesn't look Looking very effective as a, as a sword. Seven branched sword. That uh, that's like always in my head. There's. I don't even remember what, but it's like I know that sword from somewhere, and it ain't my extensive knowledge of Japanese Shinto uh, religion. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. The seven branched sword. It's a real I thing. I want to say Apparently Fire Emblem? Sword. It's like. It's the, definitely I mean, represented in multiple games. The one I always think of is it's used as a murder weapon in one of the Phoenix Wright games. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, wait. I think it, of it. It was oh, a dark I'm cloud. Of it. it was, um, yeah, Dark Cloud, and then also. Um, it's one of the dudes like ultimate weapon lord swords in fire emblem something or other one one of the 40 of those games whoa dark meta knight unmasked whoa there's a hole in the middle of his head that's but really see, disconcerting he also returned as a dream friend in kirby star allies so how bad could he really be i don't know if this picture will load but there's a hole in the middle of his face and it's creepy <laughs> Why is that there? Is it his mouth? Is that the mouth? Let's hope. <laughs> I just want to point out that there's a, a page down here called Canonicity, 
Dark Knight's appearance in DDD Tour and Battle with King DDD in it are non-canon, as they occurred during a non-canon subgame. We've Somebody got... has a finger on the pulse of Kirby canon? Apparently. They're, ru they're running this wiki. Oh that's, my... that's, that's a job. That's a hobby right there. I actually feel like Kirby lore would be pretty fun to stay on top of. Ima other people about. Imagine fucking having to write the Kirby wiki and being like, this shit isn't canon, none of this shit matters. Yeah, deciding <laughs> what is and isn't Kirby canon seems like a weird job. Welcome to the Funcast panel. Thank you for joining us this week. We have some exciting stuff to talk about. That's right. The Nintendo Direct has once again spontaneously appeared. Uh, I would love to say <laughs> it is a normal occurrence, but it seems to be completely random. I'm pretty sure they have a dartboard or a wheel that they spin to determine what day and what content is going to be in a Nintendo Direct. Uh, they're usually announced three days in advance or two, and then they just go. <laughs> Um, I'm joined here to talk about it with Tim. How are you, Tim? Good. Um, I'm ready to talk about video games. That's, that's, that's exciting. Uh, Daniel, how about you? I am very ready to talk about this incredible slate of remakes and re-releases. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Dean, how about you? I've never not been more unready. Oh, okay. Do you need a minute? Yeah. <laughs> I'm... I'm pretty sure I used just enough double negatives that I'm good. Okay. Let's get started. Let's do it. All right. So uh, I don't remember the order that they announced things in. So we're probably just going to talk about things in the order that we remember. I, I pulled up a <laughs> Kotaku article that was list titled, here's a list of all the things announced. And it's not in order either. So, you know, it doesn't <laughs> fucking help. No one remembers. <laughs> uh, first up is Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. First, most important question, does anyone play the Warriors games I, at all? I, I didn't realize no. this was a... Okay, no, this isn't the third. This is the Fire Emblem Three Houses specific Musou game, as opposed yes. to the Fire Emblem Awakening? What was the... No. I think it was, was just the... all of them, wasn't it? What was the one that was after Awakening that was a sequel to Awakening? What was that one called? On the 3DS? Fates. Fates. That's the one. That one had a Musou game because all the people were in it. Wait, it was it was a Fate specific Musou game. I thought it was just like in yeah, general. It was, it was I think Fire it was Emblem. Fates and Awakening like that. Uh, so it's Warriors. I'm looking it up. Warriors was the original, and then there was a DLC oh. for Fates. Okay, and that they probably announced as a separate thing entirely. <laughs> Thanks, Fire Emblem Warriors, for your totally. Uh on-brand, non-confusing uh, naming and release cycles. Um, I played Fire Emblem Three Houses. That was a good game. Yeah. I liked it. Same shit was dope. Yeah. The yeah, licensed yeah. third-party Musou games are way better than the main series. They're actually all like legitimately pretty good action RPGs. So I've heard that the Switch ones are like janky, though, because the oh, Switch they... can't handle it real good. You want to see some jank? These things. Like, I know the um, the Zelda one runs yeah. like sub twenty FPS most of the time. The Fire Emblem one didn't yeah. run great neither, but you know, uh, they're good. Maybe, maybe there. Maybe Switch isn't the ideal 
<laughs> console for these Warriors games. I mean, I feel like there's this slowdown the, it is with kind, the yeah. trailer. It is kind of... Um, <laughs> there was. You're totally right. There was. It's very on brand from what I remember of playing the, like, the PS2 ones. I don't think consoles in general are built to handle whatever the <laughs> fuck the Muso team is doing to them. I think I think Switch is trying to mitigate a lot of that because like they can't keep it that compact and still have it be good, which is right. why I think they're making a push for what do they call it? The Nintendo Cloud stream. Oh, we can we can get to that. They are? Oh, gross. Well, well we later. can get to that later. Yeah. I mean, it's Ew. not like a it's not like a Stadia Game Pass situation, but it's just like it's an expansion of stuff that like Capcom's been doing with like Resident Evil Seven in Japan on Switch. Ugh. Apparently, we'll get to that later, though. So, well, it's part of our our exclusive platform wars segment, which is all the rage and everyone talks about it. Uh, real quick, anyone anyone gonna pick this game up? Not even look at it. Are you gonna pick it up? Yes, no, in out. I might. I just got here. You I might? like the first. I, I like the first one. They're completely brainless action games and those are enjoyable to find for twenty dollars right, Dan- daniel's right, our well, go-to you said, i don't know is might an option uh da- i mean it's closer than what i would give which is no at all absolutely okay, not. okay. Never will. you couldn't pay me to play this <laughs> i mean that's I, not true i don't believe you we could we could work that out yeah you're probably right if it was on xbox game pass maybe i would <laughs> oh, yeah i might uh, it if my if my if my bracelet life depended on it um all right cool i'm gonna move on so next up since there's a bunch of games i just want to kind of go through them kirby and the forgotten land if you listen to the beginning of this episode you heard uh, everything you need to know about kirby to understand this game and Mouthful understand mode. the vast lore uh yeah they introduced a new mechanic they actually introduced several new mechanics in this trailer which were pretty cool the first being uh kirby tried to swallow a car and couldn't and and we thought oh no kirby's dead yeah, we've surprise, all been there man it's now kirby so owns the car because they give it this whole name like it's a game mode or something but no it's just kirby yes. tried to inhale an inanimate object yeah and got powers and you're it. like oh geez they tried a car that's weird it's and the- then they <laughs> show off like seven more things tries to swallow a vending machine tries to swallow like a tire or something tries to no. swallow a cone like i don't think he can't swallow these things i mean I it's an orga- i think it's because it's not yeah. Yeah. maybe it's because it's inorganic and he can't like break it down instantly because Kirby- it has no Kirby essence has, has no soul to all powerful to absorb that's a weird scarier the... though because that implies that the blocks he swallows are organic that those blocks yeah. that he swallows yeah. are made of meat <laughs> or at maybe, least plant-based maybe that's like a, a mario brothers thing where like they're residents of whatever mushroom kingdom oh, exists in kirby and they've been turned into blocks i mean th- there could be a dark dark deep lore here um yeah be deep throat a car become a car uh, drive bus the trailer ended or... with kirby driving away yeah. yeah vroom vroom i um i liked watching this um and listening to the the english voiceover dude they get for the switch directs and his like weirdly understated like non-excited excitement for the things he was talking about with mouthful mode yes watch him spray water like this it's like okay okay dude <laughs> it's cool. like he was... you need to relax yeah 
Oh my god. Uh, the other mechanic they introduced was not only can you swallow and absorb people's powers like a normal Kirby, they seem to power up for some reason. Uh, I'm like not really a sure Smithy why or how. Can upgrade your powers that you've inhaled. Yeah, they have like a, a little inventory? town. I don't know. Yeah, there's a Waddle D town that you get to build up, which is great because Waddle D are adorable. I love building uh, up little towns. And the fire example they gave was you start with the normal fire ability, uh, blaze ability, and then you can upgrade it into lava ability and chop blobby lava. And then finally there's dragon fire and you like fly and shit. It was cool. I, I'm hoping that there's three tiers for every ability. And if that's the case, including mouthful mode, that's a shit ton of abilities for a Kirby game. So I'm, I'm pretty excited, to be honest. I think this game looks great. I just want to go fishing with my Waddle D buddy. Like don't, that's all I. That's all I, I. It turns out that's all I've ever wanted from life. <laughs> go fishing with my little buddy, and then I Anyone guess picking this up. I oh, guess maybe you... mouthful mode the fish. Maybe you can do oh that. God. Of course, I'm picking it up. I'm if good. you don't love and appreciate Kirby, uh, your worth as a person is in question to me. Oh my god, it's hardcore. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. So Tim, I, I mean, is your I mean, when I'm confronted with with that from my dear friend, <laughs> do I even have a choice here? I have to buy it. You have a choice. I There's just also a wrong option. No, I value yeah. our friendship. I'll I'll buy the game, dude. Don't worry. Mm, yeah, you're welcome, <laughs> Nintendo. I'll take my commission. Uh, become friends with Dean. Buy Kirby. Uh, that's a good sales pitch. Um, all right. I cool. might wait a bit to pick it up. That's fine. It's, Dean might wait a bit to invite you to his house ever. It's again. it's gonna be a busy month and a bit here for video games. I know. Uh, I, yeah, uh, yeah. We haven't even talked about that. Maybe that uh, could have talked about Fucking that. Elden Ring Just, is out. There's like a new game coming out every four days. It feels like for the next month. Yeah, um, it's gonna be intense. Anyway, speaking of new games, uh, next one was uh, a sports game, Mario sports game. That is a Nintendo Direct staple that they have to talk about Mario and sports. They've done it for the last like five Nintendo Directs uh, because they didn't want to make any new golf courses. And they were like, oh, shoot, we got to talk about Mario sports. What's left? Pulled the name out of the hat. Mario Strikers. I know people really like, like that GameCube one. And I guess also the, there was one on the Wii. I mean, they were all on the Wii. That one, I think nobody liked. That. Yeah, but like, you know, it's Mario. It's weird 5v5 battle soccer, I guess. It's no Mega so Man soccer. It did look a lot like Mega Man soccer, actually. Like, it looked yeah. exactly like Mega Man <laughs> soccer to me. The one thing that... The one thing that I thought was actually kind of impressive is then they mentioned you could play with five actual players against five actual cool. players. I I thought that might actually be kind of cool to have 10 real life people trying to play soccer on that really tiny field. <laughs> with the It'd be out. absolute chaos. Like, uh, but that, that was the only thing that really like stood out you to me. It's like, oh, that'd actually be fun. You and nine of your friends and two switches at your rooftop party, kick those kickstands out and <laughs> huddle around and play some battle soccer. You, the can, you can do it supports, online, right? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I'm you sure know. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm reading online. here. It says eight players locally. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, Jesus. So that's don't worry. Actually, it'll be a little a little less crowded. But That's actually wild because like I was going to bring up the Switch supports, I think, eight simultaneous controller connections for some godforsaken reason. Eight like, players can go for the goal on one system with local wireless or online. 
So Jesus. I don't know if that means. Yeah, eight players can go online. Okay, so there is eight player online. You you had me second guessing myself. So I was like, wait, that would be worthless otherwise. If you, if you eight players go online, so is it, it's four v four with your friends, and then you pick up two pubs. No, it becomes. Well, no, it says eight eight players can go for the goal on one Nintendo Switch system. So presumably that means eight players. <laughs> wait, it's a five v five. But then it says what or. Are the other... What are the yeah, it's a 5v5 game. What are the other four well, people I don't know. doing? <laughs> Just hanging out. <laughs> All right. I, mean, I think the other you know. two are maybe like the goalies, I'd assume. I'd hope. So you're not having one player stuck in the goal the whole game. <laughs> Somebody need, in, at Nintendo needs to go over this copy. Uh, it is confusing. All right. So here's what I would want out of this. Um, since I'm the only person that enjoyed Mario Golf, the most enjoyable thing was to watch uh, streamers that I like play Mario Golf with their friends or fans or, you know, random Twitch viewers. I could see this being really fun to watch a streamer I like play with a bunch of random Twitch viewers uh, because it would be madness. And I, I look forward to that. I, know, I don't uh, know that I'd buy this game, though. <laughs> I know a own. collection of Irish lads that i can't wait to watch stream this yeah exactly <laughs> or even giant bomb i feel like watching any idiots online try and go at this would be pretty amusing uh, i'm just disappointed it's the wrong mario sports franchise it should be sluggers because the mario baseball games are very good i had to i had to convince myself that strikers was even the right name when they started showing it because i could <laughs> not remember what it was called uh and i was like sluggers isn't right that's not soccer no uh that's the correct yeah, baseball I, franchise. I Although they uh, did they did manage to get uh AL MVP Shohei Otani, best player on the planet, to like record a promo for the Switch version of MLB the show. What from Sony San Diego? So And no. with himself. Yeah. Both pitcher Otani and hitter Otani, because he's uh, he, he, a beautiful he was man. In the, he was in the commercial twice by himself. I want Clones. Shohei and Mike Trout to hold me in their arms while I sleep weird anyways yeah, i mean so, it's, normal. It's, it's baseball baby tim and dean strikers fans surprise surprise mario sports fan no <laughs> oh tim do you have not... any, you want to you want to put friendship on the line for this game uh, no I, know, I, I wouldn't i wouldn't do that Dean. I, I mean that's 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 i don't that's, have strong feelings about i would be fucked up of, any, of anyone to do you know anyway uh <laughs> You can get I, Mario Soccer. I'm not gonna. Okay. Um, but I this is, looks like one of the few sports games I'd even give a shit about playing and passing. I remember the good one being just very chaotic. That was like what GameCube. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I was just uh, more naive then. I mean, the the game trailer they showed looked very chaotic. There was a part where someone shot a tornado and it spun up the other four members of the enemy team. And that doesn't happen in real soccer. Apparently, when you do special shots, they're like, "It's worth two points." <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I do like that they they did at one point at the start of the trailer call it a sport like soccer. So it's not soccer; it's just a sport <laughs> that's like it. It's sockish. <laughs> sockish. It's soccer. Sockish. It's strikers. Uh, the next game announcement on this list is exclusively for Tim. I think only Tim will play it. Oh, so damn. Tim, resident JRPG expert Tim, tell us all about your feelings about Xenoblade and why you love the third game and how you got so excited to see it. I'm not that excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was is probably the only um, entry in this franchise I've touched. Um, 
and I really enjoyed it up until I played, you know, an hour, a few hours of it without saving, and then uh, my partner uh, oh uh, uh, closed out of the game to oh no. play something else, and oh now that no. game, now that game is dead to me. Oh my god, guys, you you brutal. think it won't happen to you? Uh, just listen, <laughs> listen. It can happen to anyone, and I don't, I don't want that to happen to anyone. They don't talk about the dark side of games being slept and you being able to walk away. They don't talk about what's at stake when that happens. Especially it's when not enough funding for awareness. Does an auto save? Does an auto save? It doesn't auto save very frequently if it does at all. I don't remember what it does in two. Oh god. Yeah, I mean That's this looks cool. Terrible. It's got the uh, the rabbits. It's got the swords. It's got the chakram cat Is it um, person. Be excessively horny. Oh, you know it will be. Are right. the Xenoblade Chronicle games like sequential in story or anything? Like, are they related yes. to each other? I didn't play the um, first one. It was one of those Wii games that like didn't. It was one of the three. What are the the the? There was like that online campaign to get these like three Wii JRPGs localized, and like Xenoblade Chronicles was the only one that people cared about after they all came out here. But um, I don't I know. I think are... they share a world and stuff. Yeah. I think they're like uh, separated by time, like yeah. a fuckload of time. Uh, let me read the description here. Uh, six characters hailing from those nations in a previous sentence will take part in a grand tale with life as its central theme. Explore a new world that will connect the futures of both Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2 launching for Nintendo Switch in September. What does it mean to connect the futures of two other games? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's JRPG talk. They're all like that. I guess I thought you guys would have an answer when I said it. So no. Just <laughs> I got shit for you, bud. Sorry. Just, just go fight God with the power of friendship. Whatever. Yeah. Thank you. And my Thank weird you. horny bathtub spirit. <laughs> You're gotcha, uh, weird, weird horny bathtub spirit. I mean, hand in hand, right? You got a Hand in hand. That's, <laughs> yep. Uh Oh, wow. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Speaking of it kind of reminds with, me of uh, Dragon say, Warrior. Oh, Those stories are related, God. technically. Sort of. I, that's I a whole. That's a whole about thing. How they're sort of connected. <laughs> it's like all. It's they're connected the same way. Breath of Fire's stories are sort of connected. Yeah. Same way Zelda's sort of connected. <laughs> right. I was gonna say. Uh, speaking of things with lots of hands, we got to see some Splatoon three salmon run. Again, Splatoon 3. How is this is becoming the dying light 2 of <laughs> Nintendo Directs where they must show a little bit more every single time to remind people the game is coming. I'm I'm here for it. Salmon Run I've never is played any like, of the Splatoons. Salmon Run fucking rules. It's like the best horde mode anybody's ever put in a video game. Nintendo so, Yeah, Salmon new, Run is see, good. seeing new stuff in Salmon Run like being able to actually pass the the eggs is great. I've never I've never played any of these either, but I I, I like the idea of getting uh, on the ground floor of one of them because they they do that um what are that uh those events mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah the uh, what do they call them I forget what they're called but they're like the team you join a global yeah. team and compete it's like this or that yeah mayonnaise Splat or ketchup Splatfests that's the one it's been Currently, a minute it's chaos versus order. 
which is that's a good match. That's just Shin Megami Tensei. Everyone <laughs> who would join the order team. Uh, I mean, oh, it depends on what the cosmetic uh, gear linked to that progression looks like. Yeah, once I got a silver they t-shirt, got, they got some over. sick kicks for my squid. I think kids. the last one was July 2019, and they uh, <laughs> haven't done one. Mm-hmm. It's forever ago. Yeah, uh, 45 cool. years ago. Yeah, something like that. So, are you are you picking this up? Like, absolutely. Uh, eventually. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Well, you guys let me know how it is. And <laughs> all right, well, enjoy your you know, story. It's four v four, Andrew. Yeah. If you're, if you know, <sighs> wanna... oh, no. you know how Splatoon Two little... was. Uh, I you don't. Know, do you? I you never know? played it. Okay. <laughs> so it's like so, that, but yeah, more it's, of it. it's that, but a third one. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say it's like Splatoon One. Yes, <laughs> it's it's like how Splatoon Two was like more of Splatoon One. Interesting. But with the surprise hit of like a very good single player campaign and also uh, Salmon Run. Wasn't it a single player campaign in Splatoon 1 too though? Yeah, as, but as well? in 2 it's actually like legitimately a very good yeah. game. But the one in Splatoon 1 was just like a tutorial. Sort of. Um, more or less. Interesting. And then like let's put it this way, the Splatoon 2 campaign was so good that they did an expansion. Yeah. You should watch. Right. You should watch the uh, the speed run actually from the most recent yeah, GDQ. For, oh, for sure. It's extremely. I did good. watch uh, the Splatoon two speed run, and it was really cool. Uh, I enjoy the Splatoon speed runs. They're very but, good. So you do know what Splatoon is like, you liar. That's exactly why I'll never play it though. <laughs> I just, just like the, third just, person shooters is like the lowest like interesting thing to me. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Hey. It's amazing. You've presented me with two segues here, uh, both games none of us will ever play and things that are completely uninteresting. Uh, how about that Disney cart racer that got announced? Anyway. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot right. that was going on here. Do you also want to hear oh, just a quick rundown? Eyes glazed over. So there's a new Tyco game oh. coming for the Switch, which is very cool. Yes. Uh, it includes a, a, a in-app subscription to get like 500 songs as part of a catalog. Uh, it has a four-player mode, which I cannot imagine what the room of four people playing Taiko sounds like, but it's probably the loudest room in existence. Uh, those drum kits are very loud. Uh, and then a quick rundown of just fucking... You want to hear all the remakes and re-releases coming to the Switch in the next X number of months in, like, order of interest from yours truly? We got... Uh, the Japanese uh, version of the Direct opened with this, an announcement of remakes of Front Mission 1 and 2, which is extremely exciting and extremely Square Enix because uh, Square Enix only makes remakes, I guess, with bad UI and font choices. But hey, Front Mission is great, so maybe they'll maybe these will sell well enough to convince them to make a new one that isn't terrible. Uh, we got more footage of that Advance Wars 1 and 2 remake thing. And it's map editor, which is cool. Uh, I gotta look, say, Advance Wars, nice. I know nothing about. Advance so Wars unfortunately... is a very fun tactics game. A very simple <laughs> one. Yeah, straightforward, but you know, you have, it's, you know, you're building units and income and capturing stuff. It's cool. I wanted uh, to say about the Tycho game really quick, too, mm-hmm. uh, before I forget, because I, I missed my chance before you moved on to the next one, but I'm going to bring it back. 
I thought the Tyco game coming out was the same Tyco game that's on Xbox Game Pass, but it is not. No. It's in fact, the Xbox Game Pass one, Tyco no Tatsujin, the Drum Master, isn't even on the Switch in any no. capacity. I have there no is idea. A ty- what there is another Tyco on. The, I don't remember any of the titles for any of the Tyco games. They're it's all called Drum and Fun. They're all the. Ty- <laughs> they're just Tyco. Ooh, fun. And uh, the coolest thing about all these games, though, is if you buy the drum once, it works for <laughs> all of them, mm-hmm. including the Xbox Game Pass, because the Switch uses USB ports. Yeah. So think about that. It's an investment in just your know, Just know uh, you should get a sandbag to keep the drum from sliding across your desk. And also don't get the cheapest one, because the cheap <laughs> one sounds like you're banging on a trash can lid. It's very uh, sane anger. I saw like a $400 one when I was looking at drums the other day. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they're out there. Buy a real drum. Next in list. That's what it was. It was a real drum yeah. with pickups. <laughs> next uh, okay. next in the list of interesting remakes, Klonoa 1 and 2 coming to Switch. Please buy Klonoa. They're very, very good platformers. Uh, especially number two. Da- Daniel um, and I were the only ones that reacted. I was oh like, Klonoa. I was yeah, so I saw excited. that. Oh my hey, God. Hey, hey, Andrew. Yeah. How do you pronounce this uh, Live Alive game? Uh, I've always pronounced it Live Alive, and then they pronounced it wrong. But it's definitely Live Alive. <laughs> yeah, Live yeah. Alive sounds right. Why, only... why do they, How do they pronounce it? Live Alive. Live Alive. Yeah. Mm. I only, I live only put that. I only put that fourth. I was going to put that fourth in my interest list of remakes, only because it's a game that has never come out. There's a fan translation, but like. I have a it's list. It's number one. Somebody, I have a list. Oh. I have a list of fan translations to get yeah. through. So, this is one of those. Translate this game. This like, is one of those games title. that is like, uh, much like. It's like an anthology, right? Yeah, much like Moon. This is like an RPG that like influenced all the RPGs and just never came out here before. So it's you know I've heard nothing but good things. You've played it though, haven't you? Andrew. Yes, sorry, yes. someone messaged me. Uh, I love Live Alive. It's actually at the top of my things that I'm excited about as far as remakes go. Not only is it not just a port, uh, I know we talked about HD Advance Wars, and, and they talked about, you know, we didn't talk about Chrono Cross. That was glazing over. Hey, that was coming much. in at number. That was coming in at number five as a hey, this is better than Chrono Trigger. Fight me, nerds. And then yeah. Earthbound, another one. Both of these games, they're just like, we're just, they're on the Switch now. Go get them. Yeah. Uh, this one, they're like, what if we took Live Alive and did the Octopath treatment? And I was like, yeah. wait, what? They so they're used... actually putting effort into it. They Square Enix choosing when and where to apply their selective porting powers. Final Fantasies 1 through 5. And I guess um, Front Mission, yeah, you get the you get the port. Uh, Live Alive, Final Fantasy VI, you guys get the good juice. You guys get the proper, like, we're trying with this. Uh, they they pulled out the HD2D trademark name for the conversion here. It was exciting. It looks real pretty. It does. And the game is super cool. Um, it was really hard when I played it. I remember I used save states a lot. I, I don't know <laughs> that I will be able to play it without save states. I'm hoping they improved some of the difficulty spikes of that game but a real brief sort of like what the game is is it's eight mini games like eight vignettes of different uh stories and they're all very tropey in in like when they take place one's a sci-fi thriller uh reminiscent of alien one is a martial arts epic where you're like training to become the best martial artist another one is you're an assassin ninja and you have to kill uh, a, a house of a hundred soldiers, so you have to actually find all the enemies and kill them in battle. One looks uh, like another it's one just is a wrestler. 
yes another one is just akira <laughs> where you're in like a post neo neo tokyo uh motorcycle gang uh another one you're a cowboy like another one you're a caveman and uh after you do all of the vignettes there's a final vignette where they um where you play as this like knight and then something happens and he links all the stories together and then you go into this like final mission with all the people that you just did the vignettes with and that's kind of the game but it I, is so I've much it fun kind of described as like you're basically playing street fighter the or the jrpg and like looking at gameplay yes. I'm like yeah i can see that this is just you pick a character they have an era they have a trope and that's the character <laughs> yeah and it's like an hour or two of gameplay yeah. per character and then it's, that's it, it and then you great. move on to the next one wait so is this like a jrpg i could complete in like less than 20 hours it yes. can be yeah. yeah holy shit yeah it totally is because they're made as short stories so like there is no length or longevity to them like there's not a ton of secret content right because the stories are so short so it's really they're really straightforward yeah um but i i totally stand this game is that a good thing or a bad thing to stand something i haven't figured that it out. depends think, on the context I think it's been mostly reclaimed by the internet to be a positive thing but okay because i thought i heard that it was based off m&m's stand and then that made me think it was a bad thing <laughs> but i don't it know if a- that's Certainly, portmanteau of stalker fan. Yeah, it certainly uh, started that way, but it, I think. But now like it just means you're fanatical about yeah. something. Great, Stan, you're good. Luna. You're good, old white uh, man. So, so yes, live alive, awesome game. I'm really excited about it. I really hope people check it out when it comes out, and I hope they do a good job with I'm it. I'm glad I, I can have... move this out of my folder of fan translations to play because I'm still working through two others before I got to this, and then it'll just be in English. So that'll be good. Uh, the other remake of Note uh, that looks pretty dang cool is Advance Wars 1 and 2 coming mm-hmm. very soon. This is the second announcement of it or, mm-hmm. you know, sort of re-announcement that it's still coming. Uh, they announced a couple other cool things about it, which was the map editor. And the online map play. editor. Right. And online play. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, mm-hmm. I blanked. So I'm glad you figured it out. No, I was I uh, thought I was I was going to mention those when I talked about it. But I'm like, eh, we got a list here. Did you guys ever play Advance Wars? I the other ones? I have I not. Those games. Game Boy yeah. Advance, They're like great. way back in the day. My my favorite, uh, Days of Ruin, mm-hmm. where it got real edgy. And much like every game on the DS and 3DS is never going to leave those platforms. Oh, no, it's, Which is it's uh, sad. It's gone forever. What did they do with the art style? They took the... Actually, I shouldn't say that. Phoenix Wright left the... Phoenix Wright survived the transition from the DS, but that's... Wait, you got a problem, problem with Days of Ruin? I've never played it. I'm just looking at these avatars. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> well, the, there the was a day character? and things got ruined. Oh, it was no. a real day. <laughs> yeah, it was a real bummer. And everyone was upset. I think, I think it's like a global war brought on by oil and water shortages. Just it's like chemical warfare. And and I, don't, I don't know. It was a it was a day of ruin. It was very strange. They're good games. They're like they're way more like I forget the exact lineage of Advanced Wars, but like they're basically in the vein of this whole series of Japan only military tactics games that have like that has like sixteen entries. They started on the Nintendo. Yeah, and and, like, and then this grew into fire emblem i want to say like this is uh intelligent systems making it right okay so this originally came out as famicom wars on the nes uh in 1988 in japan 
and it just kind wow. of grew into this different thing, which then also branched into being like the same team made Fire Emblem as a as a fantasy version of this. Anyway, that's weird. I I didn't know that history at all. Um, well, that is coming. Okay, so, and then I have my last section here of three fake announcements that were like new thing and then pull the rug out from under you and their second breath and it was sort of disappointing so the first one was this guy's here to talk about mario kart and it was like whoa my new mario kart and they're like that's right mario kart's back for nine more years of courses what (laughs) and here's what 48 tracks 48 courses over are you in the base game are you shitting me how many fucking what like no wonder they're not making they're doing it's grand theft auto 5 it's the same thing we're just gonna keep adding to the same thing for a billion years is cart 8 a live service game i think this is official now yes i mean it is now (laughs) there's like six blocks of courses coming eventually they're just gonna turn that eight sideways and it's gonna be mario kart (laughs) infinite uh to answer uh tim's question the original game had 32 32 oh, yeah just leapfrogging that aren't we so how many <laughs> so that makes how many through D- all the dlc now like 60 courses added as dlc 70 so 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 the so 32 to start right and then they released 16 more of the first wave of dlcs so that's 48 and mm-hmm. then when they were like oh gotta double it just double everything in mario kart 8 deluxe <laughs> just make another course for every course <laughs> easy i didn't even know there were that many courses in classic mario kart games which is what they said these courses are coming from there's a lot of mario like, Karts. I, I i guess i thought they reused courses more <laughs> i guess bizarre uh so that was sort of disappointing because i was kind of hooking forward to mario kart 9 but hey if, uh, if, you know if for only one reason though it's just because i don't own mario kart 8 deluxe i owned mario kart 8 on the premiere system that it came out on the wii u <laughs> i really didn't want to buy it again but now i have to so i'm annoyed <laughs> well hey guess what uh you know for stands of the uh nintendo online plus expansion uh this is this dlc thing this is rolled into that so you know finally more value you can get n64 yeah. games and this and the animal crossing thing for too much money are you guys excited about the mario kart 8 dlc tim no i haven't played mario kart in like a year yeah i want to be excited but like i just don't i just haven't played mario kart in a long time am i the only one that would have been more excited if it was mario kart 9 though like no if this was 9 i'd be excited but it's like oh it's more 8 it's like 8's good but also we've played it for like five years yeah (laughs) uh all right next up uh, they were like, oh, you know what's a really cool game? Metroid Dread DLC. And I was like, oh, shoot, a new region or something? Nope. One hit kill mode. That's yeah. it. <laughs> that's not DLC. And I was Pretty like, that's, update. Not, that's not anything. <laughs> that's That sounds awful. Enhanced difficulty modes. That is the bare minimum of saying you've added content. Yeah, like, that's you flipped, you flipped one flag. Yeah. And you're like, well... Le- well no, it's not just one flag because environmental oh, damage is not one hit kills. Actually, thank God for that. I didn't yeah. even think of that. That would have been so much like, worse. Heat and ice rooms don't instantly kill you when you go through the door. 
I've heard this is doing some weird things to the speed run because of this, because there were like a lot of weird damage boosts you could do, but like other than that, it's like fucking yippee. They also uh, introduced a rookie mode uh, several months too late. I don't know if we ever aired our our episode where we talked about game difficulty, uh, but yeah, uh, now the game can be easier for the people that complained about Metroid Dread being difficult. You know, in so. retrospect, I don't know if the game was that hard. <laughs> no. Takes a big man to admit that, Tim. <laughs> well, I'm not, but I'll admit it anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I didn't think it was hard at all, but I'm I'm glad people got through it. Uh, Certain David Jaffe thought it was... uh... David Jaffe. That's exactly what I was thinking of. He's still trapped in that one room, people legends Still salty about it. I think even after rookie mode, he he tweeted out, like, bitching about it. Quite literally called the Jaffe room, by the way. (laughs) If you, uh... There's a, like, I was watching a speed run, and they're like, okay, now we're gonna skip the Jaffe room, and I'm just like, fucking, like... That's awesome. What a great way for a dunk on a person on a dumbass to live forever forever and have a a a room ironically (laughs) named after them in a video game uh and the last uh kind of a i guess it's not a fake announcement it's like meh and fake to me is they were like remember the massively successful game uh for the wii called wii sports console game of all time or whatever yeah, and, they, and they were like, you know how it was kind of bare bones and we released Wii Resort and Wii Arcade or whatever to like flesh out the different games you could play? Yeah, that was cool. What if we just released Wii Sports again, though? But this time we <laughs> charged you for it. But this time with fucked up Sonic humans instead of... They're not that bad! Uh, I, I, I don't want to soapbox this. I'm not, gonna say, they're I'm not, not saying bad. they're bad. I'm just saying you have, a, you have Miis... And they're yeah, I'm just saying they make me uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's just we upside down. So why are these these mm. weird, fucked up? I'm just I'm just saying that their that that the their eyes and when they look at me make me kind of feel uncomfortable and and I, I, you know I just I'm just saying the human beings in Sonic Team games always look a little <laughs> messed up and these guys look a little messed up. Uh, for what it's worth, you can play as Mies. They just did not showcase yeah, there's this that. There's a whole section of this announcement, later. which is just Nintendo employees playing Wii Sports. <laughs> just yeah. in case you forgot what it was. They were playing volleyball. Was that right? Yeah. Together? It's weird. Uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. You raise your hands sometimes. Full <laughs> price? I imagine. It has to be, it's right? It's probably going to be like 40 bucks. Same as like what was it, Snipper Clips or whatever that other Switch? What was it, Switch One Two Switch, the launch game? That was forty bucks, I think. Oh, they're calling it Nintendo Switch Sports. Wait, what? What are they calling it? It's not Wii Sports. No, it's, it's called Nintendo Switch yeah, Sports. Because it's that's not a on terrible the name. That uh, does not. That's not thirty nine ninety nine USD. Oh, right, called right. it. Yeah. It should be Wii Sports on. It should be Wii Sports Switch or something, or Wii. They could something. They, but. I mean, I know they're distancing themselves from the Wii because it doesn't matter. But they could have called it Me Sports because uh, I wish they sports. just called it Sports. <laughs> sports. Then, <laughs> then I go back. Go back Nintendo to, Sports. Uh, go back to the OG sports game names. Lucky I love Nintendo playing hockey sports arcade on my NES. Yeah, and basketball. Just just sports all lowercase Comic Sans. I think they should have called it Six Sports with S-I-X. Six Sports, baby. 
That's all you get. That's all there is. That's all you need. Two of the sports are technically the same. One, you hit the ball with your hands, and the other, a racket. But the other four sports are different enough. I liked, I liked hearing the, the announcer lady describe what sports are, though. Like, here's <laughs> tennis. To play tennis, oh, I, you... I wish I could... To play tennis, you gently swing your arm with the switch remote. <laughs> Do not I wish I could have your home TV. For any... any any the sports whole, broadcast the whole fucking giant thing of text at the bottom please for the love of god wear your wrist strap or the world will end while you're <laughs> gently swinging your arm playing tennis yes they were gonna see a renewed um uh resurgence of like youtube compilations of people fucking up their tvs i hope so oh absolutely oh cool bringing it back send it i think they made the switch OLED. joy cons lighter on purpose but i don't think they're light enough <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that was the direct so 40 minutes on the dot too they they don't joke about those times <laughs> it'll be about 40 minutes and then it was exactly 40 minutes um and just a bunch of random junk that like i said i have no idea what they decide to announce in a nintendo direct i don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it it's just a bunch of random announcements no zelda announcements no um no that's no coming mario in, uh... No Mario proper announcements. Those you know, are no coming in their in their June E3 competing Nintendo Direct. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, the E3 Direct, which is still called Nintendo Direct. Yep. That's the Direct and good stuff. Uh, moving on to the Platform Wars. So there's a couple of things we didn't get to last week. I think we wanted to catch back up on that I'm still not like 100% sure what these stories mean. Uh, but Platinum Games new ceo wants to create a larger riskier game that hints at live service focus uh platinum games being the people behind bayonetta right behind bayonetta and near automata and a teenage mutant ninja turtles game and a avatar legend of korra's game and a couple of transformers games and look platinum has made they're a studio for hire they made the best metal gear game uh they also made like a ter a whole bunch of like terrible B tier garbage, uh, so they've always been a studio that is like slipping off the edge of a cliff into oblivion, regardless of how like well reviewed their games are. Uh, so hearing them being like, yeah, maybe we should like make something that makes money is like not surprising, even if it is sad because it's you know. Well, I think part of this push mm -hmm. is the um the new president. Yeah. Um uh Sushi Anaba um taking yeah. like stepping in like December of last year. Um he he's basically said that they want to make games that um people can quote uh can be enjoyed and loved for a longer period of time. Uh, which which is uh, weird to say because they've got in in a very busy month of games, the one that is completely forgotten about is the new platinum game, Babylon's Fall, which looks just awful. It looks And by terrible. all accounts from um <laughs> like hands-ons uh is awful. Yeah. Also, hands-on doesn't sound good. And also, it's a game designed to be enjoyed by a player for a longer period of time. So Yeah, I don't understand. They want is... to expand into this, but yeah. this is an MMO and it's already failing. Are they <laughs> it's what? like yeah, it's They want they want that live service money, but I mean I part mean, of that... it. Part of this is definitely, hey, we should pivot into games that like make money for longer than like six weeks. 
and also, hey, we have a game coming out that we would like to make money for more than six weeks. So this is like weird Japanese understated hype man stuff. But I, don't know, I have man. literally never heard of this game at yeah. all. Yeah, I'm no, looking it that's, up. I'm, I'm with you. Fall. That's the yeah, problem. News to me. <laughs> that's the problem. It's coming Again, out on Steam. March. Yeah, the, it's coming uh, out soon. For every uh, near Automata, which you know I personally wasn't the biggest fan of, or Bayonetta, or Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, there's like five games that Platinum's made that like nobody remembers. So weird. Yeah. I mean they're they, they're they're still working towards their actual finally for real like in-house ip um which is just called project gg right now but like yeah i mean they haven't really yeah they make character action games and they don't have a long tail to them but i I, trying to break into like live service games just has that done anyone any favors ever it feels very much like those dark days of japanese development from like the mid 360 and ps3 era when development times and budgets exploded and japanese studios just couldn't make triple a games anymore because they just weren't like the they just weren't set up to do that financially at all so you got a whole bunch of like like na- like trend chasing games of like i think like namco made like a gears of war clone and like yeah. a whole bunch of just yeah, I know what you're awful garbage so this feels like that <laughs> which isn't exactly have they considered selling themselves to microsoft just putting it out there. I mean, I mean, they did. Might be a good idea. They did put out a thing like, "Hey, Microsoft, let's make Scalebound happen." Like, please, please, can we make Scalebound? <laughs> please, please? We want to money please. off of your project again, please. I mean, that's I remember Scalebound. Poor Scalebound. Unsubstantiated rumor, but you know, I uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they were doing it. Weird stuff. Uh, moving on to Ubisoft plans new Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> Whoa! This is, this is, is this news? Why is this here? So, okay, no. Okay, yeah, so that's this is a little funny. This is. Did the you funniest, pull it out of a hat? This is the funniest fucking reporting that they're doing because a on the one hand it's hey that expansion we were working on for Assassin's Creed Valhalla we're actually going to break it off into its own smaller game to fill the gap between Assassin's Creed games because there must be an Assassin's Creed game, or I guess the world ends. Um, so that's it. The second half of this of, of this Creed. reporting on this is further like updates, I guess, on the continued production hell of like literally everything else that isn't an Assassin's Creed at Ubisoft. It's like yeah, I mean, they have hey. Beyond Good and Evil too is like still in pre-production. Another years in twenty seventeen. Another game in development in for twenty years. Still in pre-production that game's not coming out also the friggin prince of persia thing that they announced 400 years ago as well also on hold still also yeah, was, that uh, pirates the game Realm. also there was a time where i was excited for ubisoft games to be announced also hey remember that pirate spin-off of assassin's creed that they announced a million years ago which was built off of a dlc that they were gonna make for assassin's creed 4 that ever came out because wait it, black flag wasn't yeah. that an actual assassin's creed yeah. game so the 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 multiplayer pirate game that keeps getting like canceled and rebooted every other e3 from ubisoft started off as an expansion to assassin's creed 4 oh right i know what you're talking about yeah it started as a thing for black it. flag it got blown out into a sequel and then it got blown out into a thing that wasn't assassin's creed related and turned into like four different games that have all been canceled and restarted it's, it's like a sea of Amazing. thieves-esque yeah 
And then it turned into like a, a weird MOBA thing. And then it got canceled and rebooted again just before E3. Like, anyway, they're still doing, they're still banging their head into that wall. I Is mean, this Skull and Bones? Is this yes. what you're yes. talking about? Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. It looks this. interesting. It was a new Ubisoft Developed began in 2013. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yep. yes. This, this was announced, oh, no. like, early days Xbox One. Like, the headline for this article is, hey, we're breaking off an expansion into its own thing. The meat of this is everything else at Ubisoft is on fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the title yeah. uh, sounds like a hard drive article. Uh, but... yeah. Oh, it's from Bloomberg. I thought it was a hard yeah. drive article. Yeah. <laughs> It's, oh, uh, it's, it's wow. like one of the funniest I, articles I've read in ages because it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Cause I, and it looks, it looks good, but I think that's only because so many people are craving a new IP from Ubisoft because they've just, oh, been I don't know if anyone's craving anything from Ubisoft right now. That's uh, yeah. Well, you, you say know, that, but there's so that. many people that love Assassin's Creed. You could even pull the fungineers and more than half will be like, Oh yeah. Assassin's Creed is so good. So, I mean, I, mean, I like, I like the idea of, of modern Assassin's Creed games the same way. I like the idea of modern fire far cry games, which is I'm going to play this for 20 hours and then never yeah, I don't... It ever again. I don't know how many people are like aching for these games, but I, I think they're just like pleasant. Like, oh, okay, cool, a new ones out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they have, and as these as this reporting shows, they have such deep production problems that there is literally nothing else. They have like five thousand people working on Assassin's Creed games, can't do anything else. And they have like studios all over the fucking world, everywhere, and every yeah, like, like every country has an Ubisoft studio. A like one Ubisoft in studio in every Canada. state. It's ugh, it's wild. And they can only manage to release the same three games. And they can't make it work with Beyond Good and Evil 2. Also, we're re-releasing Assassin's Creed 2s on the Switch. We just, like, it's just fucking... That is, that is multiple 2s. <laughs> it's so Several of the two games. Ugh, Ubisoft. What, you mean the Ezio trilogy? Yeah, you call that. That man got his own fucking trilogy? Uh, quick aside, uh, me and Dean did play Rainbow Six Extraction. Oh, yeah. Oh, how'd that go? Uh, right. not, it was okay. <laughs> We're bad at it. That's really all I have to did say you, about it. Did you win? Did you beat it? Sure. Wow. Uh, it no, absolutely like, not. It sounds like you played a Ubisoft game. <laughs> yep. We, yeah, we did play Extraction. It's it's interesting. Uh, I think it would have been better if we had like a third dude. And uh, I'm going to be honest. Um... Don't feel terribly compelled to play it ever again. <laughs> I think I would, but oh, I would, I would. Yeah, I have no compulsion to do compelled. so. Okay, so d don't ask. Tim's not going to ask first if if Extraction's the the game to play. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, Ubisoft giant dumpster fire. Uh, last one on our platform wars new you know game industry whatever. I don't even think this is a platform war segment as much as just uh, a, a soapbox outcry against the the scourge that is apparently Kingdom Hearts Cloud. Um, I know that they wanted to repackage uh, Kingdom Hearts three, and they've since they repackaged the other Kingdom Hearts, they have to repackage three like a thousand times, right? So this is the first repackaging uh, Kingdom Hearts Cloud, which includes one, two, and three, and all of the other stuff of two. But I guess it's been real bad. Uh, I don't know why it's been real bad. I've just heard bad things about it. Um, it's just, I mean, it just seems this? like any sort of online 
interacting, interfacing uh, component of any Nintendo system is going to roll out, like, just completely busted. But, uh, I mean, they've been doing, like, cloud versions of games on the Switch for a little bit. Mostly, I mean, uh, Daniel said, like, the Resident yeah. Evil 7. I want to say it's mostly Japan. That has yeah, done it. I, well, because their infrastructure is a lot more, like, supportive for this. But, like, uh, so, yeah, they released like, these Kingdom Hearts titles uh, as cloud versions. Um, and then they had to patch it day one because you couldn't run it docked without it crashing. Oh, good. <laughs> that's a, wait, that's a play weird a game problem docked? to have. <laughs> I I know. I, well, I mean, there are docks out there that have Ethernet. Yeah, but I get like I guess it was trying to crash from trying to hit some resolution above 720, which is fun because it's just video, like it's just video. And I I saw some tweets of like people getting like timed out um, after like. Oh. Three minutes of inactivity. Cutscenes. Like it really just fell on his fucking face. Oh, and nothing, I, nothing quite like adding insult to injury of unskippable pre-boss fight cutscenes, like getting timed out of your game session during it. Where is this service coming from? This this cloud game is is Square Enix running their own emulation servers for it or how does this even work i didn't realize this is what cloud meant i was still in the the brain of oh yeah cloud strife like from final the, fantasy yes i think the devs him, for each of these have to be sourcing their own servers because there's really no I, one i can't imagine nintendo supporting that um like on their own um but like i don't know there doesn't really seem to be any sort of uh, anything in common between the developers like putting out these cloud versions I can't search for anything about this game because Cloud just talks about Cloud Strife. Like, like this, this is the dumbest name they could have named it. Uh. So I know at least from um, the the Resident Evil 7 stuff in Japan, I think it was Capcom running their own thing. I imagine licensed tech from somebody. You know, if you want to, uh, I guess, here's the business-to-business -business case for Stadia. Watch your games on yeah, Switch. Yeah, I guess it's just a free-for-all for this cloud shit. I I, yeah. I I just really can't imagine Nintendo taking that on. I know three years ago, two years ago, I did a... Technically not supposed to talk about it. I'm NDA'd. Uh, like, alpha for EA streaming cloud gaming on PC through Origin. And I played some Titanfall 2, and it was okay. So like yeah, know. I mean that pretty much sums up a lot yeah. of like cloud gaming experience is just totally it's yeah, okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. The fact that they like fucked so it up weird. for Kingdom Hearts is very very good. He's very funny. Yeah, it's very so funny. That makes me laugh. Specific Nintendo Switch games that are cloud capable. Uh, I'm looking at this article. It says the list is Control, Hitman Three, Plague right. Tale, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, I totally Kingdom forgot games. Resident Evil 7, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Fantasy Star Online 2, and that's pretty much it. Um, I forgot that those re more recent games had cloud versions on Switch. I hear they're okay now that I'm remembering. It's, it's so bizarre. You don't need uh, access to Switch Online to play it. You just need to own the digital version of it, and then yeah. you need a certain speed and all this other garbage. I think the, uh, uh, in Japan you sorry. bought Resident Evil Seven via like rental. You like you like bought a cheap hundred and eighty day like rental of Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> so I guess 
just buying the digital version. That is plenty of time to play that yeah, game. I guess buying a digital version of Switch, of a uh, of Control on Switch, and just streaming it, I guess, makes more sense. I mean, I, I doubt the Switch could run it ever. Uh, no. I, I just, I mean, intensive. the Switch can apparently just natively run fucking No Man's Sky. So like anything in The Witcher Three. So like, I guess you know, it's possible. Some some reason couldn't do it natively with a uh, Kingdom Hearts One and Two. <laughs> no, bizarre. No. PS PS Two emulation is a nightmare even today. So I'm not. I, I'm kind of not surprised because <laughs> they'd probably want to just do it that way. God knows they wouldn't make it a native um, conversion. Cool. So I'm going to move on to the last segment here uh, where we don't have a lot of time to talk about the games we played this list. Luckily, it sounds like most of us played the same exact game. Um, maybe that means there's too much to say about it. Uh, but recently, um, the Korean ARPG MMO Lost Ark uh, made its English or Western debut on it's Monday, mostly Tuesday? English Western debut. There's a couple. Yeah, it's been territories. out in like Russia, and... yeah. And there's a couple territories where it's not available, like specifically right now, which is you know. I think you can't play it in Japan, right? Reasons. It's weird. I think uh, I started another country bandit too, like Poland or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I know. I know a couple streamers that like played it when it came to Russia because that was like easier to VPN into because it wasn't region locked. Oh like yeah, it's, it's, it's banned in Belgium and the Netherlands. Because yeah, of, uh, of the... loot box legislation, yeah. right? It, it's been um, it's been out in Korea since the end of 2019, so it's been around for kind of quite a while. So it's kind of a late addition to come to the West here. It's uh, almost two years later. Um, so there's a lot of development three, there. Three years, in... three years, Andrew. It's it's 2022. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it to you. It's a 2019 December. I know it came out. I know, but the, it's but that means two years and three months it's okay it's like it's been like it was it it baited for like eight months in korea don't worry about it okay that's fair (laughs) that's fair uh okay so um anyways yeah i mean the game has been out for a long time now and so there's a lot of polish to it in ways that's good you know the onboarding experience which is what mostly i played Uh, i played in two different sessions across two different characters um for like four or five hours each and i got 10 levels in out of the total 50 and i super enjoyed it i think it was really fun it reminds me a ton of diablo 3 over the other diablo games uh because the abilities are on your hut bar they have very fast cooldowns um and yeah i I think blow up everything you run across it's interesting because it is very much sold as or advertised as like uh you know arpg mmo and normally companies just throw mmo at the end of anything that's yes. like vaguely multiplayer. But like in this case, they don't mean like, oh, you're in a server with 900 people. It's like, no, this is a theme park MMO, but the gameplay is Diablo. It's very, it's bizarre how when playing it, how many of the, how much of the design feels very much like I'm playing a WoW clone from that era of yeah. WoW clones. Like here's your dailies and shit. Here's the zone you're progressing through with quests. And then you move on to the next zone in a way that like, you know, feels distinct from like a, a path of exile sort of act progression. It's uh, I like it quite a bit so far. It's cause it has those, yeah. like I've never been adverse to the Korean MMO design. It like scratches mm-hmm. a depressing part of my brain, but it works well with this type of gameplay and this structure. I, I like, I, and you know, a lot of times when, like Chinese or Korean or Japanese MMOs come out in the West. Finally, they're like 
years behind content wise because they just translate the base game but like this is right. pretty much up to date outside of like some stuff they've gated off time wise which is neat some classes too yeah uh, apparently there's five classes that are still korean only um that's but, a lot of classes yeah so i mean i i, I liked it a lot time. you know um like if i could compare this to path of exile um mm-hmm. like it is not nearly as like uh, no. information intensive um, it's not, um it's not nearly as much arpg as path of exiles <laughs> no i mean this is almost like a character action game in comparison because yeah. like you you don't really item uh, at least so far and i've got like 13 hours in this um itemization doesn't really seem terribly important as long as you're like keeping up with your level not yet um oh oh that's good to hear let me let me um, tell you uh Level. I'm not level fifty yet. I'm level forty six point three five. They break it down by decimal. They give it to you like that. Very funny. Okay. Yes. Um, the game hasn't started yet. Everything I, from what I understand, no, the not. game starts at fifty because that's when naturally that's bull of, crap. A lot of I the end care. game. <laughs> that's where a lot of the end game dungeon stuff opens up, and that I sort of dailies and raids. And that's when itemization matters because you start getting like skill orbs and stuff on Scorbs. jewelry that only starts dropping then which like is all like this is where you're starting to like build your build out specifically and like start caring about gear and gear rolls and like much like an ARPG like oh I found the ring I want but it only has one of the skill bonuses I need so I'm going to run this dungeon like 40 more times to get six rings and hope one of them has the right spread of affixes on it you know oh I stuff. can't wait for that yeah you know, but if ARPG I could stuff if I could bring it back to uh, like path, like uh, you know, compared to Path of Exile, like I, all these ARPGs, they sort of feel like junk food. Um, mm-hmm. But this one feels even trashier than like like the usual <laughs> sort of like brain juice uh, of like Path of Exile, where you know loot explosions. This doesn't have loot explosions. You're just killing. You just I am here. I am kill. I don't give a shit with the story. Do you guys know what's going on with the story? A little bit. I mean, Daniel's I way further are, along yeah. than us. Yeah, I'm so I don't want to be. I don't want to be spoiled. So I have found. Daniel. I have found at level forty six two of the seven lost arcs. Seven lost arcs. Fuck, dude. I haven't <laughs> found a single one yet. Shit. You find one at the end or towards the end of the first continent, and then you get a sailboat. <laughs> and, yeah. and then you and just kind of fuck off. Literally, the entire rest of the world opens up, and there are oh. like islands out in the ocean you can explore a lot of which is like side content or has like weird daily quests some of which are like oh shit this island appeared from a mirage go and it's like a weird like limited dungeon thing you go do with other players i haven't done any of that yet i've played this entirely exclusively single player it'd be neat if you guys like leveled up to like 26 or whatever the game unlocks guilds at because i've got the one man fungineers guild going right now and i could use i'm already in a guild i can can't join you i'm already in a guild how do you i'll add, get there buddy how do you my ff14 guild sniped me how, how do you how do you add friends in this game i do don't you just, know you, do you invite just do, them to your guild yeah <laughs> like do you just does it is it literally just player name search because it doesn't integrate with steam and if i like uh, type in a player if i type in a name into like the search bar it doesn't like seem to do anything <laughs> Like, it worked for you. guilds. That's all I know. I was able yeah. to search for our guild and find it that way. Right. You can join it. I'm saying if me as a player or me as a guild wanted to invite people, I don't actually know how to do that because the guild is like, invite people on your friends list. And I don't know how to add people to my friends list. 
Real catch 22 there. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, before, so the thing about this game that I, I want to go on my soapbox a little bit because mm-hmm. there's a conversation around this game that's driving me nuts. If you have to get to the end of the game before you start playing the game, that is a bad game. Okay? <laughs> Stop telling people with your guides and your whatever how to power level through the entire experience just to get to the quote-unquote real experience that is bullshit okay if your game's leveling content is bad you have a bad game okay you, you don't need to justify this I like think once you get to the end game that's only when it's good i, definitely I think, think the leveling content's great yeah i definitely I, I don't think know why there's, people a, keep talking there's a weird about it like yeah it. there's a weird tone to a lot of that of like get to level 50 and the game starts and it's like it's, yeah, it's very mmo centric yeah that, and like yeah discussion. there's there's a lot yeah. of stuff that unlocks as you go through it but like I haven't stalled out at level 46 because I don't want to reach the end game because, like, I'm not enjoying the game. It's like, I've stalled out here because I'm enjoying the game. Like, there's so yeah, much exactly. fun stuff to do along the way. I've re- totally reconfigured my sorcerer's build, like, four times because all the explosions are so nice. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this, this like, pull between, like, oh, this is sort of an MMO, I need to get to the end game, and, like, I don't want to. I want to, like, find all the dumb little bullshit secrets around the map. Like, I don't don't want to do that right now. The little bullshits around the map is actually, like, really fun. I When I played my second character, because uh, I wanted to play a different class, I was pleasant to find... It was pleasant to find out that your adventurer log is shared across all of mm-hmm. your characters. So as you go through the same areas again, this you game, can go, like, explore a little bit differently and find things. My understanding of the, the structure of the endgame is very much built around, okay, you have your main character, which is, like, a distinct thing the game makes for you. Then you have all your other characters and like you are absolutely designed around if you want to like optimize to some extent. Okay, you play your main, you do stuff on your main, you log into your side character and you do stuff on your side character because it's all progressing your main character, which is neat. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, in normal MMOs like FF14 or WoW or Guild Wars 2 or whatever, it's all about the treadmill. It's not about running to the end to get to the top because there's always going to be more content you have to, like, elevate through. So even if you get to level 50, then you're going to have to item level grind, and then you get to the next dungeon, then you have to item level grind again. Like, why would you rush into that? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Especially because there's, <laughs> it's such there's a weird so much, way to talk about so it. so much stuff. Yeah, there's you like, don't have to experience it all. There's in a whole systems. There's a whole PVP track that is like separate. You don't need specific PVP gear. You just and the PVP is normalized, do, isn't it? Yeah, it's completely normalized. Yeah. You can just go do as soon as it unlocks. You can just go PVP, which is cool. And there's like team deathmatch modes and one v one duels, and like there's this whole separate track of like just normalized. You want to play a fighting game style PVP, which is rad. Looks like they wanted to make this game every game. It's yeah, it's, it feels it's, a bit uh, like that. A lot of Korean MMOs. Daniel feel has like that. the uh, theme park MMO, which is a hundred percent what it yeah. is. Like it's definitely has that vibe. Where and I think that's more um, the nature of it being a live game for three years, yeah, right? Like the... like I said, like when it came out, it probably didn't have a t- any like as much of this stuff, and they've just been adding more and more. That's and more like the structure, the bones of it is like a wow-ish sort of MMO experience of you're here to see the cool shit in this zone and then move on to your next attraction. Yeah. Whereas like a Diablo is all about like, no, 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 no. We, there's, there's cool shit at the end of this act and you're going to do the cool things at the end of this act 400 times until, or like path of exile of no, no, no. The theme park attraction for this season 
is this type of map. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This thing is going to kill you now. Yeah. And like, again, it feels a lot like, it like, weirdly enough, it does some things better than WoW does where like, you know, WoW, it's like, oh shit, here's the huge invasion. And there's like six guys, you know, because like MMO 40 com- fucking things on a screen. like MMOs just are built around combat with you fighting 90 dude you exploding 90 dudes into gibbs on your way to an objective right. it's it's so satisfying it, oh they explode so good there's this anti-gravity spell for sorceresses where like you make a big circle aoe around you in like a pulse and it lifts all the dudes up into the air and they hang there for a second and then it slams them all onto the ground and they just explode into a bloody mess it's incredible <laughs> Then you can make then you can make that skill drop lightning at the end or fire or you can have an ice wave that like turn you can just, just spec it into a lava wave that explode it oh my god this game's this game feels good it does remind that that's why it does remind me of Diablo three a lot um, mm-hmm. because you can change the skill system at any time there's no cost for respecking yeah. which I always I was, appreciate I was so happy I was so nervous when I saw skill points yeah. for them I'm like oh complete opposite of Path of Exile yeah yeah yes. like literally the complete opposite it's very freeing. It values your time, which is a weird thing to say because it also clearly doesn't <laughs> value your time. But because like, <laughs> it does also like here's an energy bar that refills thirty energy per ten minutes for yeah. your gathering because we want you to go play alts because they all it does have, have those um, inevitably, inevitably has those Korean MMO trappings. Yeah. but like we're uh, from what yeah. I've read online, a lot of players say like specifically like much like Path of Exile, uh, there's stuff in here that's like technically pay for progression or pay for convenience stuff but like for the most part from what i've been reading online from people that have played this for a long time it's like you just like do not have to spend money on this game at all if you want to optimize your character or play in game shit it's like almost entirely cosmetic which is weirdly refreshing from a korean mmo especially when you open up that cash shop I yeah bought a, i mean <laughs> i bought a pinata mount oh my god it's like considering the last amazing. sort of korean game I, uh <laughs> korean mmo i played was uh black desert um <laughs> that's incredibly refreshing yeah like because this also has the like hey you want to have a 30 days monthly subscription thing almost everything in that monthly subscription is like convenience it's like nothing is like double xp or whatever yeah it's, i don't have to pay 30 silver support which is nothing anyway yeah or it's yeah, yeah your pet auto picks up stuff but like this isn't diablo you're not like there isn't your pet that, auto picks up stuff already yeah but like auto um like the whole Sorts, auto inventory, right. like a lot of it sounds like stuff that's in other Korean MMOs, which sucks. But then like, oh, actually, it's like they're automating the stuff like I have remote access to pet storage. But like, there's not that much loot that drops, at least for the first like 50 levels. You're not, <laughs> this isn't Diablo. We're like having something to like auto sort that and automatically send that all to like storage for you isn't like a huge pain in the ass. Right. Like it's 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 weirdly... Like again, like you see all the a lot of these trappings that like oh no, it's a Korean MMO, and then you read into like what it's actually doing, and it's like oh that's just kind of pleasant actually. Like I don't the actually feel annoying, like I need to pay for that. Uh, the one annoying dated Korean construct uh, that I hear is Eastern in general is they do have the gender locked classes, <laughs> which in 2022 weirdly bothers me a lot yeah. more than it ever did before. You know where you cannot play a male wizard. No. At all. Yeah. It's, Remember uh, Vindictus? Yes. Yes. <laughs> same thing. Uh, Black Desert, same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, weird tradition. This actually, yeah, it's funny, the, like it. the sorceress reminds me a lot of the witch in Black Desert. And then I was, like, looking at it, I'm like, oh, actually, this has Korean 
uh, MMO character design of like ladies are all Bayonetta. They have like nine foot long legs and they walk and run like they're the most exaggerated model in existence. They're all in high heels for some reason. It's like, Jesus, I forgot. This is what every video game used to look like. Yeah, it's it's jarring to go back. Now now only most of them look like this. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I do want to play. And then it's weird because it's like some of them. There's male martial artist and female martial artist. Oh, that's even the weirder part. The female part, yeah. one has three subclasses. The male has a different single subclass. Entirely. And then there's male yes. and female gunslinger that also don't have like their subclass. One of their subclasses seem like they overlap. It's not. Of, it's it's different. Not. It's, it's like, the same but yeah. opposite. The male has three and the female has one. So right. it's the opposite of the martial artist. Yeah, for the, some but but I, I hear I I read like the female gunslinger um like subclass is like different than the male one yeah, I don't... even though they look yes. from that preview video very similar they're both we have yep. two pistols it makes no sense and it's very confusing and yeah. i don't understand they're also the whole concept uh, of class and advanced class makes no sense because they're... it forces you to pick an advanced class immediately it's, a, it's gotta be a relic of, of like yeah, like when yeah. the game released. I, 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 rem- I think i was reading at some point sorceresses had a subclass that was a summoner and you can actually see yes, that, that in exists. some other thing. That's in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. But like you can see it in like one of the preview videos when you pick like the sorceress and the character select character creation or whatever. You can see them like summoning shit. Like that's just like not in the game right now. Yeah, it's in the Korean only version, unfortunately. There's one uh, advanced class for every class that only exists in the Korean version. That I looked that up. Yeah, so it's that weird that they're called like advanced classes because they're a, they're a class. Yeah, it's all the same you thing. Don't, you don't swap. You don't. You can't swap from sorceress to bard. It's pick it, sorceress. It's, pick it's sorceress bard or sorceress whatever the other one is. Sorceress, I know sorceress. I'm. Com- I can't complain about that too hard because FF14 does the same exact thing, and for them it is 100 percent a relic of the game that it was built upon, and they can't remove yeah, this that is, system anymore. I meant like this feels in. like weird relics of like a lot of create like Maple Story was like this. Oh, no. you're a thief? Okay, pick ninja or rogue. That's your like advanced classes. Um, I, I imagine just weird conventional relics. I'm going to skip Sifu this week, Tim. I want to talk about it next week when I get a chance to actually play it. So Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I haven't you, really dug deep You have into to play it, it again. <laughs> you have to give it another shot. <sighs> they announced today they're working on a, a whole suite of accessibility options for Sifu. Oh wow! Maybe one of them will let me finish again, di- including a difficulty uh, option, but also streamer, better uh, like audiovisual uh, accessibility stuff, which is good. The streamer I generally follow uh, already hundred percented beat the game, so I guess if you're if you're really good at it, it's short. Um, but I've heard it's very difficult from literally everyone else. I did not watch them play it because I want to watch. I want to play it. So I only heard from them that they're like, yeah, I already beat it. I'm not. I'm done with Sifu. It's like game's been out for like a week. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I've heard that's the thing is that if it if you once you get good at it, it's like a three hour game. It's been out for like three days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, crazy. look, Twitch streamers be wild and out here. I, I never I don't know if I ever told you how much Barb streams, but he's. <laughs> I forget how many hours on average he streams 79 hours a week. I think it was for Good the Lord. entire 2021. So <laughs> it, yeah, he beat it in like a couple of days. Um, yeah. And then I guess that's it. The show's been running kind of long. Uh, and so next week we'll have more games to talk about, but thank you so much for joining us uh, in our Nintendo direct coverage coverage. And surprise. 
And your maybe. lost arc coverage. Yeah, and maybe lost arc will come back to switch. Who knows? <laughs> In the future. I'd actually be kind of like I'm going to sign off. Thank you so much for joining me, uh, Tim Dean and Daniel. And we'll talk next week for more games. Same game place, same game time. What a dated reference that was. How many people do you think will understand that? I loved it. Thank you, Tim. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Herbie can deep throat a car.